What is going on, my fellow believers? My name is Curtis Cooper, and this is Deconstructing, and I am joined by my wonderful, powerful co-host, Delaney Harris. Delaney, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Um, it's going to be a while before our good listeners hear this episode, despite the fact that we're recording it right after the Halloween episode. You are right, because we are releasing them in a different order than we recorded them. Basically, four, one, two, three, and then it'll be like five, and then chronologically from there on out. Okay. Unless yep. unless we do another like seasonal episode, which in, in which case we'll try to do it like, oh, right when it's supposed to come out. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I'm okay with the out of order way of doing it. Yeah, I mean, as long as as long as we don't like put too many like ongoing jokes in to where like people have to know what's going on. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, confuse them a bit. <laughs> but I mean, as as people listen to it more, they'll just get a sense of like who we are and like what we believe and how we view things. As well. mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. And, and, sp- and speaking of which, Dell. Hmm. Would you like to introduce our topic for today? Absolutely. So today we are talking about platonic friendships and attraction. All right. So that is very spicy. I I (laughs) feel like, so this is our fifth episode. Mm -hmm. Three out of the five have been about sex and attraction so far. Have they really? (laughs) Yeah, because we had purity culture. We had polygamy polyamory and now we have this you're right can you tell that we're in our 20s can you tell absolutely we're in our, we're in our, 20s. Prime. <laughs> we're in our deep in our fields or in our primes like you said oh <laughs> i love it i love it love it love it <laughs> wow so what a topic we have today it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bold one because like we're platonic friends yes and, we are yeah and we're both attractive people oh we just happen to be attractive yes so i feel How like convenient how convenient i feel like we're really great to be hosting this topic (laughs) indeed and we're gonna get into the weeds like we're gonna maybe even break down our own friendship let's do it heck yeah okay so del when you think Mm -hmm. of the word platonic and platonic friends what do you think of um i think when i think platonic or platonic specifically i think i've often used it almost as like a defense like oh no like this is just a friend like there's nothing here not like nothing i need to stress about nothing anyone needs to worry about it's just a friend but i think like when i think platonic friendship i think of something deeper i think i think of it more i do i think of it more as like a deep relationship but there's no strings attached to it there's no concern for like a future significant other of mine or a future spouse of mine Mm -hmm. they know that like this is like my bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah like there's no I'm not trying to get something specific out of you you're not trying to like you don't have any expectations of me in that way Uh yep now obviously I think that friendships in and of themselves have like Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, we want friendship. That's something we want and expect out of the friendship. And we want, like, a certain level of affirmation and, like, loyalty. But, like, in terms of romantic, I don't expect anything from you. You don't expect anything from me. And we hold each other to the same standard. Yep. Definitely. I think you're absolutely right. What do you think, Oh, that's a good question. I think (laughs) I I agree with you. Okay. (laughs) One, uh... I mean, we had we had some good disagreements on the uh, on the polygamy episode, though. We did. That was very interesting. So, 
if anybody's like starting with this episode, go back and listen to our polygamy episode and uh, you'll see some things that me and Del differ on. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, so let me, let me start, let's just start with a spicy question. Del, okay. mm-hmm. let's say tomorrow I wake up and I call you and I'm like, Del, I think I am in love with you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Oh my goodness. How would, what would you I handle do? that? Okay. So full disclosure, this has happened to me before, not with you, oh, <laughs> with no, other I, friends I, I've that's, had. That's the reason I asked because you have, you have experience with this. Yes. This has happened to me before. Um, in the past, I usually stuttered through the conversation and um, politely said, um, thanks, but no thanks and hung up. But it's it is deeply uncomfortable for the person who's being confessed to. It's so uncomfortable. I think I only have one friend that that happened to that we are still friends. And like I had, I've had like my Ooh. best friend, like for many, many, many years, like inseparable, say that to me. And then like we, we just don't speak anymore. And it's heartbreaking to think that this person was so close, mm-hmm. and now I don't talk just because, just because, because, because ultimately they wanted something from you that you were not willing wanted, to give them. Yeah, and it's so sad. But I feel like as I've gotten older, I've been more clear with my friendships and being like, like, if you're going to date me, like there's a huge difference between being my friend yeah. and dating me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, as I've matured, I've defined that more, but um, if you specifically Curtis, cause we're really close. It's like you <laughs> called me and told me that. Oh, oh man. Goodness. I don't know what I do. There um, would be a well of emotions. It would be, I think, you know, I think I do. <laughs> I think I'd call um, your roommate from college. <laughs> I don't want to say his name. I don't want to embarrass him. Yeah, you know we're not, we're not naming names not unless naming they names. specifically requested. But. Exactly. But I call him. <laughs> I think it'd be like, <laughs> what do I do? Because I know he wouldn't judge you for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I know he'd like know what to tell me. Well, he probably wouldn't, to be honest. He'd probably start through the conversation too. <laughs> <laughs> You'd both just struggle together. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It, that would be a very that would be a very tricky situation. Yeah. Would How do you, you think, huh? would you feel betrayed? I think would you I feel would. Like I, I I stepped out of like the boundaries that we set up for ourselves. I think to a point I would yes because I think, and I think you'd be I think you'd be justified in that. I think so too. I think I, I my my all my feelings would be hurt in one way because I, yeah. I would feel like all of the friendship actions that you've shown, like the the consideration you've shown me and the empathy and the kindness and the caring, all of it at the root of it was something else. And Ooh, I think that would get to was me. Disingenuous. Disingenuous, because, yes. Because I expected something because yes, of exactly. And I think that, that would slimy. mess with my head. Yeah. I think that would mess with my head. But yeah, I don't know. Has that ever happened to you? Uh actually no. Really? <laughs> I think I think part of the reason is I, I grew up in a very heteronormative, like male centric, like mm. Christian culture to okay. where like men were expected to make the moves like 10 times out of 10 most of the time. Right. Yeah. And it's just it's just in the last like two or three years that I've like broken away from that. Mm. And now I'm definitely like more progressive in that. Yeah, like if a girl asks me out, I'm like, I'm down. Let's do it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, there have definitely been a couple of times where I've tried to break that boundary in my life. Like where I was friends with someone and I'm like, I actually like, like you. 
Yeah. Wow. And in one, in one instance, like we started dating and we dated for a while and it didn't end well. Oh no. <laughs> um, in other cases, I was shut down hard. Oh. Um, but I, with some of those, I've remained friends and okay. others, not so much. Yeah. Um, but, and just to, just to catch the audience at the speed in case they didn't catch when we talked about it earlier. Um, I did like Dell when I met her Aww. and it <laughs> did not go anywhere. <laughs> it did not. But to be fair, I had a boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like I was trying to be a homewrecker. I just didn't know she had a boyfriend. Right. Right. Until like, good, like and... four months after we started being friends. <laughs> yep. And it, yep, it all it all ended well, and I think it, the best case scenario happened out of that because we we gained a lifelong friend out of it. I think you're right. I love the way you put that. Yes. Like think about this, Del. Like we could have dated for like a month or two in freshman year. Freshman and year. <laughs> I was still very conservative, and you were not. No, I was. I was. <laughs> I was not at all. <laughs> And there would have been some huge disconnects. And then, and then you'd probably be like, yeah, I mean, no, like this ain't working, bro. Yeah. And yeah. I'd probably get all like in a fit about it because that's what 19-year-olds tend to do is throw fits. Mm, yeah. And I'd be like, I'm not going to be your friend then. No, oh, how sad. And then I wouldn't have exactly. you or like half of the friendships that we share. <laughs> we wouldn't have those. Oh, my yep. goodness. Yeah. Wow. So, uh as the good book says, all things work to get work together for good. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And here we are. What? What? How long has it been? Six years to seven years? Uh, let's see. It was twenty fifteen. Oh my goodness! Six years. Oh my good goodness. lord! Ah, oh, six that, years. That's over half a decade. That's over half a decade. Wow, it feels like it was yesterday. It really, truly does. Wow. But you know, Del. Despite the fact that we are both so confident in our friendship and our platonic status, mm -hmm. there will be people who listen to our podcast and be like, yeah, I still think they should date. Oh, you think so? I, I absolutely do. And so I think we should deliver a sweet but strong message to them that shipping people is cute, <laughs> but we are friends. We are friends. We are platonic friends, as our topic <laughs> is today. Yes. Wow. Okay, so, so Del, mm -hmm. platonic friendships. Yeah. How do you balance kind of having attractive friends and being, in turn, attracted to them? Or do you even think about your friends in terms of, like, you being attracted to them? a great question um I think and it's different on on, on a case-by-case -case basis I feel like it, it really is I've had friends that I like there's no like as long as I'll be friends with them um and I'm like single I think I'll have like an attraction to them I mm -hmm. think I'm not sure if this is typical or not if this is just you know with certain kinds of people but once I'm like committed to someone my like vision to other people kind of shuts off like I can still recognize that someone is attractive, but I'm not attracted mm -hmm. to them typically. Gotcha. So, so like when I've been in relationships, my friend, my, my, my attraction to my friends has decreased significantly, if not gone completely, but like, I still find them attractive. But like as a single woman today, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
I have lots of attractive friends who I am attracted to, but I have a very strong, like, no, like you're just my friend. Like we can't, like, I won't even like, like, I won't even like make out with a friend. And like, I I had a friend one time who was attracted to me, but we were just platonic friends. And finally Mm -hmm. he was like, one day he was like, well, why don't you want to like, like do anything with me? Like sexually. And I was like, I don't do that with friends. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I mean, you have a clear boundary. Like you got to respect it. And it's like, even if I wanted to, I think I couldn't get myself to get past that. This is a friend kind of a Mm. mindset. And I'm not sure why that is. And so I think with my boundaries, like I have it set just like, it's almost unintentional and it's very internal, but like when you're a friend, you're a friend. And like, that's, that's like all it is. And I can't, I can't get myself, even like people like who I've been like shipped with, as you said, I've been like, I'm so sorry, but like, there's just, there's no way. (laughs) There's no way. It just ain't happening. It just ain't happening. And I can date someone and then be friends with them. Yeah. But I, I rarely can be friends with someone and then date them. Like it's, it's happened Mm. maybe once in my life. Got you. Yeah. 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 There's like a clear delineation for you and a clear boundary between like who you're dating and who you're friends with. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something I can like change or not or something I want to change. I don't think I even want to change it. I think I like it this way. (laughs) Yeah. But it makes everything a lot simpler, a lot simpler. And it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I'm too like conservative with my friendships but that's just that's just how I am but I mean if you don't want to make out with someone you don't want to make out with someone I know right it's like unless I'm good I'm good fam sorry <laughs> yeah like that that's that's one of the that's one of the uh tenets of this podcast is like who you're gonna like smooch who you're gonna smooch right and right. friend who you're gonna friend friend who you're gonna friend exactly <laughs> sew it on a pillow yeah <laughs> But what about you, Curtis? What? How do you keep your boundaries strict in that area of your life? Or do you? Or is that like important mm, to you? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's definitely a case-by-case basis with me. Um, there, are, there are friends, and since I am a cishet male, there are female friends that I find attractive or that I can acknowledge that they're attractive. Mm-hmm. um but it's just kind of a feeling thing with me like if I if I feel that like um kind of trying to push against that would be a breach of their trust I would obviously never do that okay um and I respect I try to respect the boundaries of all of my friends regardless of who they are um but sometimes I have had conversations with like my friends it's like do we have romantic chemistry Oh, and if they're like, I think we do like, like I said before, like I've dated people because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like, I would never like just out of the blue, make a move on someone. Right. That's just not how I operate. I am for better, or for worse, an incredibly straightforward, blunt communicator. <laughs> like yeah, some people would assign that. like some kind of gender to that because like oh yeah men are blunt or whatever but like no i've met i've met plenty of plenty of blunt women in my life yes yes um it's not a gender thing i can guarantee it yeah i but, can attest to that with you you're very blunt <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> get, okay get, give the good people an example if you have one. Oh goodness an example well okay so there have been moments where i have like <laughs> i've come to you to like ask your opinion and like I'm all like excited and giggly and just like very like childlike in this excitement and I've 
to you and you looked at me and been like that's stupid no and like you're not being <laughs> mean you're just like that's dumb don't do that <laughs> are you just talking about like with a romantic advice yes advice yes <laughs> exactly there's I remember this one time I was talking to this guy who was not a good guy and I dated him for way too long and you were just like that's stupid like why 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 <laughs> it doesn't make any sense and um I remember one time I had this fight with with it with a boyfriend and I went over to, to your to where you were staying at the time and I was just like hanging out with you and you were like what's going on with you and I was like oh I just had this fight and you were like that's stupid like why are you staying with that and I was like oh <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> it's like I wasn't ready for this level of truth I was not ready for that but I feel like that like that's like I, I appreciate it I, I find it endearing so yeah there's that well, I I'm glad you appreciate it because we would have yes. a big problem if you were like yeah I mean I think he's just rude <laughs> no I don't think that at all I I appreciate that um but yeah like in terms of like would I be willing to like have like a casual relationship with like a friend mm-hmm. and I feel like that's all the rage these days with like especially like millennials gen z our generation's Um, Because me and you are stuck in the middle somewhere. Somewhere in the middle. Um, We're zillennials, as it's trendy to say now. Zillennial? I've never heard that. I love that. I'm a zillennial. Well, there you go. It's 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 what's it. It's. (laughs) I'll take it, (laughs) zillennial. So okay. Um, I think I would. I definitely like. In the past, have like had some casual stuff happen with friends, like kissing or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like, as long as both of you are upfront about it before, during, and after, and you both are honest about your feelings, like, okay, like sometimes it's just fun to kiss somebody, you know? Right. Like that's just, that's just how people operate. Like don't shame people for it. Yeah. Like we're still in such a, such a friggin' culture of like slut shaming on like both sides. It really is. And, it I, is. and I think it, it definitely more adversely affects women. I'm not going to say like it's an equal thing, but like it definitely impacts both. What were you saying? It definitely does impact both. I feel like in like we're in this like th- we still have this mindset that like anything that has to do with anything romantic, whether it be a date or a kiss or holding hands, anything like that is like like taboo. Like if you're doing it with a friend, like, oh, something's going on. But I mm-hmm. 100%, I don't kiss my friends. I'll say that. But I 100%, <laughs> I 100% like hold my friend's hands. Like, and I'm not a very huggy, clingy person at all. Yeah. But for some reason, just like holding hands, like I'll just reach out and hold my friend's hand, just like in conversation or just like just casually. Mm-hmm. And it's not, there's like, there's no romantic feelings there. It's just like that connection. And I feel yeah. like that people do that in other ways too to get connection there's nothing bad about it it's it's not how I do it it's not might not be how you do it but it might be how someone else does it and I don't understand the putting your your concepts or your ideals of a relationship and a friendship onto somebody else does that make sense yeah and I think that especially in a it's not a post-covid world because covid still exists and <laughs> I'm gonna say it right now um you should get vaccinated oh Hate okay to, hate to hurt anybody's feelings but uh, that's that's how I operate okay and okay. I think I think you should and Fair if enough. that upsets you I'm sorry um don't bother leaving a Facebook comment because I don't <laughs> care okay I respect it I respect it and uh anyway um we live in a we live in a COVID tinged world and like people are craving physical connection or yeah. connection of any kind now 
And so like, don't judge people for just like trying to like have togetherness with people. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And it's and like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Um, you mentioned how like, you're not like a super clingy person. Right. And that's totally true. Like, you're not like a physically like, oh, I have to like be draped all over you. To, right. Like, be your friend. But like, you do have like a really like cool way of like reinforcing your friendships by like touch. Cause like, you like touch like my shoulder and like the shoulder of like all your like your friends all the time when you're like talking and like really into a conversation. I do, don't I? And, yeah. and it kind of like, it definitely like makes, I think it makes all of us feel like, oh yeah, like she really is invested in this conversation. Oh, I'm so glad. I remember I had a friend freshman year who was like, does Delaney like you or something? And I'm like, no. (laughs) And she's like, well, she's touching you all the time. And I'm like, that's just how she talks. Oh, Uh, I think I know a friend that is too. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I don't know why. I've always been like that. And it's the thing is like, even like with hugs, like like I'll hug you like when you come into town and when you leave town. Yeah. But like, I'm not like constantly hugging my friends. Yeah. But like that touch with my hands, like on your shoulder, your arm or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's so important to me. I don't know why that is. It's interesting. But yeah, I don't know. It's part of your love language. Part of my love language. Yeah. Very interesting. But I'm glad that you appreciate that. That makes me feel good about it. So I'm glad. Yeah. But look at us just becoming better friends. Through this becoming podcast. better friends. Oh my goodness. Who would have thought? I honestly, like this podcast has brought us together in that like we talk once a week now. Exactly. And, yes. And it used to be like once every two or three months. And this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I, I'm actively engaged in your life now. Exactly. Yes. We're, we're back to like tier one status and I appreciate Ooh. it. And that, that's, a, that's another question for a different time um, about our, our tiers of friendship. Oh and yeah, we should analyze if, that for an episode. If people people end up like lower based off just if you haven't talked to them in a while and the sliding oh. scale and all that. Yeah. Um, but okay, I was going to say something. Oh man, what was I going to say? It was going to be a, it was going to be a solid transition to something slightly different. Um, but yeah yeah okay I have a question so you mentioned that you would be able to take a friendship from just being like platonic friends to more than friends right to understand that mm-hmm. correctly okay yeah so after you've done that let's say that like it goes well but like you just know that it's not gonna like turn out in the long run so you go back to being friends and it ends well what does that look like when you like enter a new relationship that's exclusive so like, let's mm. say, yeah, it's like, like, let's say you and uh, let's give a fake name, Jane Doe, start like you guys are friends. <laughs> good fake name. A good fake name, right? We're friends with a lot of people. So it could just accidentally <laughs> land on somebody like, nope, I didn't mean that. Exactly. So Jane Doe, you and Jane Doe are like really good friends. You start dating, you decide that you're not going to date anymore, but you're still really good friends. It just like, it wasn't good for the long term. Then you mm-hmm. and Sarah Doe <laughs> start dating. <laughs> and so you and Sarah Doe start dating and you and Jane Doe are still friends. Like, how does that dynamic work now that Sarah Doe is in the picture? Um, so I think that I think that this is one of those situations where you can kind of see all sides and understand everyone's feelings if you really like try to empathize with everybody. And there's no okay. like cut and dry solution because like, um, so if I'm okay, if I dated Jane in the past. Mm-hmm. and I'm friends with her and like we're 
I mean, me and my friends are like, we're close with each other. Like we hug, we'll like mm-hmm. do handshakes and stuff. Like we're, we're not like, we're not like hands off. Right. Um, but Sarah, I feel like would be justified being like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Like this is your ex, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, and you're bringing your current girlfriend around her. Right. Like, I don't know about that, fam yeah that would be kind of weird especially like i mean if say for example like if i have a platonic friendship and say like something like intimate like a kiss or something happens within the confines of that platonic friendship where like we're platonic all the way through Mm -hmm. but it's just something that happens and obviously we're both single and it's ethical it's within my it's congruent with what i believe right um then I think that's a different case. What oh, do you okay. think? No, I agree. I think, um, I mean, oof, it's hard for me to say because I haven't actually been in that situation, but I've dated someone who was in that situation. And it like, like so I was Sarah in that situation and yeah. I was fine with it. Like it was his ex-girlfriend and I was completely fine with it. He ended up cheating oh. on me with her. <laughs> but, Ouch. but I know. That's, the that point. doesn't put confidence in. No, it doesn't. Which is why <laughs> my answer is kind of like, I was completely fine with it. I was like so excited. Like whenever she would like, come over, I'd be like, she'd come to my house. I'd be like, so excited to see her. I liked her a lot. I invited her to stuff. We got along great. Like I invited her to sit with us in church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then after that happened, I was, I was still cool with her, but I was just like, I wonder if I was to date someone again in the same situation, if I could do it again, knowing what happened the first time, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause I you think, got, you got to do what's emotionally healthy for you. Exactly. Yeah. And I, because of that experience, I think my, my view on it is thrown. I think if I hadn't had the experience, my opinion would still be that like, I'm fine with something like that yeah. being the case. But and I, and of, I think that, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you think that what? I think that um, having an honest conversation about both of you all is like emotional trauma. Like before you're like, okay, let's really get into this is important. Right. Because you're like, you might not be okay with something because you had a horrible experience with that. And that's okay. Right, yeah. And if the other party, if your partner, your possible potential partner sees that as like problematic, you'd be like, okay, is this a deal breaker for us? And if it is, fine. Right. that's okay it's okay to be adults and admit like okay we're like really like we're falling for each other but there's this thing that we see that we just cannot reconcile right like there's no reason to force yourself into something that yeah no you're right like get over your fear of being alone first of all <laughs> yeah that's something i need to talk speak on behalf of my entire generation for mm-hmm. you're gonna be fine yeah and think about what's healthy for you yeah no you're and the other person Mm -hmm. absolutely and I think that we often forget that um sometimes breakups are better for both parties not just one and so I think it's important because you know sometimes we think that I'm going to break their heart if I break up with them but sometimes bringing it with somebody in the long run is better for them too absolutely Mm -hmm. and like I think that even if let's say one person breaks up with another person for like quote unquote like shallow reasons or like bad reasons right um but in the long run like that's still the best case scenario for the person who they're breaking up with because if someone's breaking up with you for shallow reasons that means that person does not know themselves very well and they don't know what's healthy for themselves 
And that means that you should not be with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm a, I, the, the older I get and the more experience I get with this stuff, the more I'm like, stop chasing after people. Like yeah. if you meet someone and it's great and like you all vibe and you don't feel like you have to like, quote unquote, like chase them or like pursue them to like get them to like you like that's healthy right you're not yeah. supposed to like we weren't designed to like treat each other as like slabs of meat right yeah and like that's a huge problem in christian culture yes it is it is and like how many how many books or like passages have you seen where you're like oh yeah the men have to be like very masculine and they have to pursue the women and because they need something to win right and i'm like that is that is such bs yeah like that is awful advice it hurts women it hurts men like don't think that way about people people yeah. are not objects right to be yeah. one yeah no i i agree with you and i think that especially when we have this mindset that it's like a conquering kind of a thing yep. once we've quote unquote conquered unquote it's like um what's next to conquer and that can be so dangerous exactly because mm-hmm. yeah. like then the conqueror will get bored yeah because that's how they operate they're like they operate based off like i need something to hunt yeah exactly yep and i mean when i was younger i definitely adopted that philosophy and like you you saw that like, yeah i we guess were friends so. and yeah because yeah, like i enjoyed the chase no yeah because i remember yep you're right because it was always it was always um the, the toughest challenge for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. You're right. Absolutely. Interesting. Huh. And having that kind of toxic relationship with my beliefs about like romance, like it would have led me down a horribly unhappy path. Yeah. Because I would have ended up marrying someone who didn't really like me that much. I was just convincing enough. Right. Like, yeah. it's not like you're writing, it's not like you're writing a rhetorical argument paper. And you present it to them and they're like, oh, I guess, I guess you've won me. Right. Like, no, it's like, it's like, I want to be with you because, because I like you, because we gel and because I think you're hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, 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 I think you have a great soul. A great soul. Oh, I like that. Yep. Like, I want to be in love with somebody's soul. Okay. Like, that's what's going to, that, that's what determines like if I. If I want to like be long, long term with someone, right? Is, like, do our souls like gel together? Right. Yeah, that's actually a, a great question. I have a question. Um, so, if you were, so you mentioned that you that it's like telling a close platonic friend could be considered betrayal that you're into them. So, yeah. what if you feel that this person's like your soul and their soul like are so aligned that you want your souls like coexist forever? would you consider then telling them or was it still be considered like betrayal? I think it, it depends and you have to be very careful with it because like mm-hmm. you said that like, if I were to confess to you, it would feel like betrayal. But what if I told you, I felt like our souls were combining together and like right. merging and like yeah. compatible. Like, would you still see it that way? Right. And yeah. I realized I threw it right back to you, but I'll answer it right after you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that seems know- fair, right? Yeah, it is fair. <laughs> no, I think that for me, um, 
So I tend to run from my problems, not long term, but like the like my first instinct is always to run. And sometimes like I'll physically like go for a run. And like mm-hmm. that's just like the only thing I know to do is just I have yeah. to like move. And I think that's the, the first thing that would happen is I would get this like panic, what do I do kind of a feeling. Um, and so I think that in a sense, like knowing that about myself, that it would be still no, actually, I take it back. I think I'd rather lose a friend that um if I felt that way about a friend, I'd rather lose that friendship than keep it knowing that that could be a possibility. Because I think mm. that the friendship would turn painful and every time yeah. I would be with them, it would be just this feeling of like dread and like disappointment as opposed to like fruitful. And I would still mm-hmm. wish them the best, but I don't think I could like be tight with them anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now this is, this is if they confess to you, they feel like, your souls are like compatible and you disagree. Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think the other way around to a point too, I say that, but I had, I have had a friend, a couple of friends, but one specific friend who has like confessed, like his love for me, like, like said, I'm in love with you. I think I'm supposed to be with you. And I said, no. And we're still like friends to this day. And we're still like good friends to this day. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's definitely possible, but the, the person who confessed that their, their feelings I think they have to be a very strong individual. And I mean, it just takes a lot of emotional labor on their ha- behalf to like reconcile that. Like, yeah, I just don't, yeah. I just don't see how that would be healthy. Because right. like you're, so. you'd be, if I were like, I've had people that I've like confessed to multiple times in my, in my past. And ultimately like we could not continue as good friends. Okay. Like we're acquaintances now. Yeah. And things are positive we eventually just decided like the best thing for us is to just part ways Mm -hmm. um I'm sure you remember that era in my life (laughs) I do yes I was just Um, trying to figure out who it was I know exactly you're talking about yep one of these days when we're like 85 years old and don't care anymore we're gonna have a deconstruction deconstructing tea edition where we just spill all the tea that we're talking about Oh my goodness, what an episode. There is so much <laughs> deep-rooted tea in this friendship. <laughs> yes. Because uh, like, cause like, man, uh, yeah, um, I, don't, I forgot what I was saying. Um, but yeah, I, like, I just don't see how it would, how it'd be healthy because it wasn't healthy for me to try to continue pursuing a friendship with someone who like yeah. I confessed being in love with over and over and over again. Yeah, I think it's a big step. And I think that, it differs from like situation to situation. It's so, it's so risky. It's such a risky move. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Del, let's take it a step further. Okay. And let's just talk about. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in terms of gender, but like, obviously, I'm gonna put the disclaimer on it that this applies to any and all genders. Mm-hmm. Um, me and you are both like fairly gender normative. Um, so we'll talk about our experiences. I would love in the future, we have to get some gender non-conforming people on this podcast though. It's yes. gotta happen. I think I have one lined up. I'm not sure. Yes. But I will Let's tell you that when we quit recording. It's very interesting. Go on. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but all right. Dell, how do you personally feel about your significant other being friends with the gender that they're attracted to like say for example like 
you have a boyfriend and he has a lot of close female friends. How do you personally feel about that? You know, I honestly, and I'm not sure why, but it doesn't bother me. It never has. Even when I was much younger, it never bothered me. And like Mm -hmm. when I was like very emotionally immature, which I still am, I'm only 24. But when I was like, you know, 18, 19 years old and like um, the, uh, the, I always wanted to be like the only girl in the room to my boyfriend. Even then it didn't bother me when he had Mm -hmm. girlfriends. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, It just, I like girls. I think that having girlfriends is really important, even as a male. And so I think that that's probably why it never bothered me. However, however, if like he had like a past thing with someone, as I mentioned earlier, I think to a point that would bother me, I don't think I'd be okay with him having like one-on-one, like, like friendship dates with that person. Mm -hmm. But like, even, even like if he was dating me and had a platonic friendship, I don't mind him having one-on-one like friend dates with that person either. It's just if he had like a past thing with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. What do you think? What's your perspective? I mean, um, from a top-down perspective, I think that I'm fine with, um, since I'm straight, my potential girlfriend having like close male friendships like that's totally fine I think that's healthy and I think that like if you have if you have only one a single person in your life who exudes like masculine or feminine energy like that's not healthy for anybody right um I think that if she did have because I mean most of the people I've dated haven't had a lot of strong male friendships so I don't have a lot of experience with that okay um I think it would take a little bit of adjusting for me to like get used to it and not to like be like defensive about it Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the healthy, the healthy ideal that I would strive for is to be like, okay, like, obviously, like, I am not going to control who you're friends with, because that's toxic as hell. Very toxic, yes. And yeah. um, now, if you used to have a thing with somebody, we'll have to hash it out. And I think ultimately, what I would come to come down to is like, I trust you. Yeah. And I trust that you're not going to hurt me. Because that's the only way you can conduct a healthy relationship. Is like you have to trust them. Ultimately, you have to stick your neck out. Right. I remember when one of my relationships ended and I was talking to my friend on the phone and I was like, how am I supposed to ever trust anybody ever again? And she said, I mean, you just do. <laughs> you just have to. Because like that's how relationships work. Is It's on putting your trust in them and being vulnerable about that. Right. And it's a choice, which I think is hard for us to wrap our mind around, but trust is a choice. It's choosing to trust someone mm-hmm. and it's hard, but you've got to do it at some point, even after you've been heartbroken. And it's one of those choices you have to make constantly. It's like, yep. do I want to continue putting my trust in this person? Yeah, absolutely. So um, slightly unrelated, but related. So how do you feel then about like, like in relationships when people are like hyper, well, I don't want to, I don't want to put a negative light <laughs> when people are um, like, like, like investing, investigating into their, uh, their, 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 their um, significant other social media or uh, their text messages or stuff like that. How do you feel about that? <laughs> so if my girlfriend were to be like thumbing through my pictures and uh-huh. there are pictures of like me and you, me and other like female friends. Uh-huh. And if she had a problem with that, despite knowing that like I'm friends with them, I'd be like, okay, this is an issue. We have to talk this out. Right. Because like that is not cool. Yeah. Um, 
because I would not like if she tells me that she's single and I thumb through her Instagram and I see like dudes on there I'm just gonna assume that like those aren't people she's currently dating right yeah like I I don't I don't see any I don't see any value in doing that or like being sketchy about someone's texts like I think that if you've been cheated on before like even multiple times like that's tougher yeah. and like you have to like come to that decision yourself about like am I willing to trust this person and if you're not willing to trust them don't date them yeah no I think you're absolutely right I think trust I think with a lack of trust the relationship will never really go anywhere fruitful I think it'll always be a question mark yeah it'll you'll always be like suspicious of each other yeah absolutely definitely now here is the thing Del what if you date someone and they look at your male friendships and they're like, hmm, I don't know about this. <laughs> you know, um, like as you are now, not as you were two or three years ago, yeah. where you're at right now. <laughs> so two or three years ago, I that was a situation and I was cut off from my friendships and it was awful. It wasn't your fault though. It was it was a terrible relationship. And like we all deal with bad people at some point and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. I shouldn't feel guilty, but I will say that now, I have, now that I've experienced that, I think I have the maturity and the um, maybe even just the experience where I can say that that was something that I will never do again. I'll never let someone else control who is in like my friendships, if that makes sense. Because, Fantastic. I am because... clapping. I don't care if people can hear me. <laughs> like, I, let's go, Del. I lost Good all of my best you. male friends, all of them in that relationship. And it was absolutely like heartbreaking. And I'm fortunate that, um, cause you were one of those close friendships. I'm fortunate that, that almost all of those friendships, all except for one um, returned and were accepting of me and forgave me for that choice. But now that that has happened to me, I, there's, I, I can't, I think, I think in not to sound like cliche or anything, but I think please I'm sound so, cliche. <laughs> I think I'm so in love with myself and with life and with my friends more than I've ever been in my life. And more than yes. I think, yeah, I don't, I think more, right. I think more than I've ever loved someone else. I love life and I love myself mm-hmm. and my friends to a point that I don't think if if my significant other said you can't be friends with them, I think my love for myself and for that friend would outweigh my ability to commit to that. If that makes that's sense. That's when that's when you do the old thank you next. Thank you next. Yes, which is hard, and I hate because I'm oh, a absolutely people, I'm a people pleaser, and so like I want everyone to be happy, but I can't cut off a friendship. I never ever again ever. But yeah, what about you? Have have you ever experienced that? Um, I've experienced it in small, like, um, to use a buzzword microaggression kind of way. Okay. Um, I think that like, I have dated people who were like suspicious of like, um, certain, um, friendships I had with ladies. Mm. Um, and I think honestly though, like not to be like too like upfront about it, but like, you're a great litmus test for, how my potential like partners are going to deal with all my other female friends oh because like because <laughs> like, like, like a you're incredibly confident you know who you are mm. and obviously we we started with the premise of like we're both cute people let's just face it mm-hmm. 
<laughs> this yeah. this might, this episode might just just uh, tick people off. You're like, man, these people are full of themselves. I'm not gonna listen we to them ever again. Narcissism. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I think it tells me a lot of like someone if I bring them like in front of you, and like you pick up on subtle things like, and you'll tell me if like they were looking at you weird or like eyeing you yeah you're right and I literally told you when I saw you last I was like the next time I'm in a serious thing with someone I am bringing them directly to you (laughs) and just seeing how you interact how they interact with you oh I love that because like my friendship to you is important to me and I do not want that to get messed up right yeah no and I think that um I think that having that friend that can like read someone for you and say like oh like they're they're insecure about it and there's nothing wrong with being insecure to a point I mean I get insecure yeah. sometimes um Absolutely. and so I think that it's important to like remember um that that they might be intimidated but that if they're true to their core they're gonna deal with that intimidation and resolve it and yeah. come back they're to gonna themselves. self-regulate exactly because honestly like I think a lot of what's behind being attractive is is confidence I think that if Mm. without confidence a lot of very attractive people would not be nearly as attractive I think that's the the way they carry themselves um that truly pushes it over beyond just like being like a pretty person into an attractive like like a person yeah that's a good point yeah so that's interesting though I like that that's that's funny that, that you and I 100 support it. I'll I'll vouch anyone you need me to. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you uh, you screening people for me because <laughs> I mean I think that if someone is confident about themselves, mm-hmm. then they kind of process jealousy differently than someone who's like really insecure about who they are. Like if they're in a really bad place in their life. Yes. And just speaking on behalf of like the women I've noticed who are my age, I think a lot of women my age have reached this place where they realize how beautiful they are. I think mm, when we, we were younger, I know, I think when we were younger and myself included, it was always like, oh, who's the prettiest? And I think we figured out that we're all unique and beautiful in our own individual ways. And even if that's not, even if you see something like a quality in someone else that you desire, I think a lot of people I know have reached a, 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 a state of being where they can be like, I admire that and that's not who I am, but I like it in her and I'm going to appreciate it as opposed to saying, I wish she didn't have that because I want it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like that that's kind of um, a place of growth. I've seen a lot in my peers and I really appreciate it. I really do. What do you think? I think that's a, that's a really cool perspective, like kind of noticing like, the shifts of like oh yeah like the people I know are kind of progressing and like our generation almost is kind of like learning how to reconcile the fact that like oh yeah like I'm single still but I am okay with that because I value myself and I I can take a step away from like this baby fever or like this marriage fever and like I don't need that right now right I just don't yeah what is it with with our with well, no with people our age even and younger wanting marriage so desperately? I mean, I think that like I said at the beginning, like people are scared to be lonely. That's true. That's an like I 
it's definitely a deep fear for me and like it's something that i've had to confront is like um last year like like height of the pandemic i'm like i am lonely wow and i can either try to fill that with like somebody else or like i can work on that and find out why i'm lonely right and thankfully i was able to like kind of work through that myself and be like okay there's there's a difference between like um craving connection and feeling like soul-crushing loneliness you know yes you're absolutely Uh, because i feel like craving connection is you're looking for something additive um something to just like add to who you already are whereas like being like lost and like the sea of loneliness is more like i feel like i'm empty without somebody else Mm. and i feel like we all we all experience that when like we go through a bad breakup or something you're like oh like i feel like a chunk of me is missing yeah but like you're still all the way there like look at look within yourself and you'll find someone who is beautiful and incredible and strong and smart and all of the good things like we are all like amazing beautiful souls on the inside and if you just took a little bit of time to get to know that person and to just like take a walk without your phone and just yeah. think about that, just like, who am I and what do I want? Right. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good point. Yep. Look at us getting back to mindfulness again. Look at that. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think knowing when you're missing a piece of you and knowing when you're missing someone is definitely something you differentiate mm-hmm. and figure out what it is yeah so okay in terms of platonic friends we've kind of we've covered a good amount you know oh, yeah. um we yeah. talked we talked about we talked about uh, what does it mean what do platonic friendships look like um where kind of our personal boundaries are with like, oh, would we do like anything romantic or like label as romantic with platonic people? Um, How do we view like friendships in terms of like external friendships in terms of dating? Um, Here's here's another question. Um, Despite all of this, I feel like some people would still argue, a lot of people would argue, I think, that like when you're married to someone it's natural to kind of just retreat into like that marriage and especially if you have kids and a lot of your friendships are just going to kind of melt away, especially with people of like um, the gender that you're attracted to. Now, twofold question. A, do you think that's, do you think that's something that exists or do you think that's just self-fulfilling prophecy? And B, do you think that's healthy for people to do? Um, okay. I think I'm a little bit confused about the statement still. Can you rephrase it? Yeah. Sorry. That was kind of a, that's kind of a meandering way of saying no, it. Um, okay. Right. So people get married, right? Yes. And I feel like a lot of married couples kind of just settle for like, okay, I'm married. I don't need friends or like, I don't, I'm married to a woman. I don't need female friends now. Or like, mm-hmm. I am going to be more separate from them now. And the same for any genders, obviously. Um, Do you think that's a real thing? Or do you think it's just more people like 
convincing themselves that they have to do that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I, I think I see what you're saying. I think that, um, that that's, I think that that's them settling for something. I think that friendships are important even after marriage and getting settling down. I think even the same mm-hmm. gender friendships are super important. And so I think when someone says, Oh, I don't need it anymore. I'm married. I don't need friends anymore that they are kind of settling into a, I guess like a place of like contentment, but not really fulfilling their full potential as opposed to like their social life. I think their social life is lacking in that realm if they are just with that one person. And I've heard people say, oh, I don't need friends. I have my wife or I don't need friends. I have my husband. And it's, I think it's almost a dangerous place to be because you really need that other people, even when it's, even when you're married, you need other people. I'm not married, so I'm not speaking. To me, yeah, to me, but... that is that is one of the most depressing places to be. Yes, it's so sad. Like, I I see these couples that like do that, and like I am friends with plenty of couples, and they are not like that. They right. have friends, they celebrate their friendships, and it's excellent. And it's yeah. definitely something I strive for. But like, I also know these couples that like I just never see, and it's like man, what are you people doing? Like, you're just, you're settling for like, just this, this almost silo, just like this one other person. And like, you're going to get tired of this person if they're all you're seeing, you know? Yeah. And I think, cause like I, one of my really close male friends is married and like he and I can still hang out one-on-one. It's not ever an issue. And I think that sometimes because his wife is like awesome and she's always like yeah like I don't care and I think it's really important to remember that those friendships are important even when it's your spouse and I like I have so much respect for her because she can say like I recognize your friendship and I recognize that you guys need to connect and I I have so much respect for that because I think it takes a very special person to be able to be confident in themselves and Mm -hmm. confident in their relationship enough to allow that um without it like hurting them in the inside and so, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's important. And it just, when I think about marriage, that's one of the most depressing things that I think about in terms of like positives and negatives. It's like, I don't want to do that. No, I mean, I think. Because like, if, you, if you ask me like, hey, like, would you sacrifice like 95% of your friends like mm-hmm. for one person? Like just logically, I'd be like, absolutely not. I think I'd rather die. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I have to agree. I think that I often, when I was younger, especially would picture marriage as like kind of a cage. And now that yeah. I'm like, I've, like I have friends now who are married and I'm just like, no, it's actually just like living with your best friend and you can still have other friends and have a social life and have hobbies that don't include the other person. But you can mm-hmm. also have them that do include the other person. It's just, it's just living with your best friend. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's someone that like, your soul is kind of like in sync with yeah exactly a lot of soul talk on this podcast a lot of soul talk on this podcast yeah i might i might that add, add that into the title soul soul deconstruction <laughs> like uh, like uh let's see platonic platonic friendships attraction and the joining of souls yes It'd be kind of fun but uh, Del, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on in terms yeah. of platonic? Stuff? One more question. Give it to me. Related somewhat to platonic stuff, also related to uh, just relationships in general. But do you believe in soulmates? And do you believe mm. that a soulmate is someone you're supposed to be romantically involved in? Or do you think that it can just be someone else? 
Ooh. life, like a friend. Okay, so your definition of soulmates is that one person? No, like mine isn't. I okay, think okay. Many soulmates. Okay, okay. Then in that in that sense, yes, I totally think that soulmates exist. I think that there are just certain people in my life that I have had just a next level type of chemistry with. Okay. And I think that, um, and like some of these people aren't even like crazy healthy people. Like some of them are really toxic people. Mm. Um, but I, I, I kind of think of soulmates as kind of a chemistry thing. Okay. And how much do I, like, uh, am I gravitated towards them? Do I get tired of talking to them? do I feed off their energy as we talked about before right um and I think that it is absolutely fine and ethical not to like pursue romantic relationships with people that like your soul is compatible with um because like there's there's one person who I have like a next level amount of chemistry with that like I have never pursued any kind of romantic thing with even when we were both single, single, because like, it just, it wasn't right. And like, I feel amazing with like, where that friendship is at. Wow. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think that soulmates aren't necessarily people that you end up with or like could end up with. I think sometimes like you're just friends with them, but it just like mm-hmm. you guys just, like you said, connect and feed off of each other. All right, Del. Yeah. Time, time to, time to see where the rubber meets the road. Okay. Are we soulmates? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was coming. I was actually blindsided. <laughs> no. That, I, that's what I love about you, Del. Cause like you're, you're simultaneously one of the most hyper aware people that I know, but also like one of the most, one of the easiest surprise people that I know. <laughs> You're like, oh, I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> there's yeah, definitely I like, there's a sense of like purity there. You're like, oh, Del, you're so pure. Oh, oh that, that's great. No, I, um, I think, well, let me think. I never actually thought about it. Ooh, um, we're thinking no. in real time, people. This I know. This is unprecedented unpressed you know honestly like we get along like we connect really really well and we have like a deep deep like chemistry like a friendship chemistry Mm -hmm. and so i would say like in that context the word yes cool yeah oh look at that (laughs) what what were you gonna say (laughs) said oh look at that our friendship growing even more (laughs) yes um in terms of my thoughts i think in my definition, I think we're really close. Really close. Okay. To like um, our souls being like truly like in unison almost. Mm-hmm. Like not not that we would ever like have the same beliefs or the same personality, but like just kind of like have a harmony, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that like I think we talked about this before, like what would it take to like move our friendship to the next level and I think I still think that it would be like something either really amazing or really tough happening to either or both of us Uh, I think you're right and kind of having to having having to either like celebrate that out with each other and like talk that out or 
like help each other through it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care if we talked about it on the, on the podcast or if it, we talked about it in person. No, it was definitely in person. It was in person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's definitely something that I agree with you on that it would be something extreme that would push us to the next level of our friendship. Mm-hmm. But I think that when we're both like in a really mentally good spot that we connect a lot better. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've certainly connected a lot better in the last like three to six months. So much better. And it's interesting because I thought we were already like really like synchronized. But I think we've which, gotten Which I think closer. we were. I think we were too. But I think that I, I just didn't realize that we could become deeper in our friendship. Yeah, it's, it's always fun you realize like, oh, I don't have to stay static in my friendships. Like <laughs> yeah. there's so much more depth that I can go down into but like sometimes it like it takes vulnerability to do that and like I have to like be forward about like stuff that I'm feeling at the time yeah which can be so scary again you you risk rejection yeah it comes back to that 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 um almost like because it it borders on trust and that like is this person going to be okay with who I am Mm -hmm. yeah wow wow but uh, this this was a very intimate episode. It was of deconstructing, and I feel like, like it was. I feel like it was full too of like good conversation. Yeah, like yeah. people are definitely going to get to know us a lot throughout, <laughs> throughout this. Um, maybe full a little too much for some maybe people, but uh, that's up to you if you want to. If you want to listen, I honestly I get exhausted from keeping secrets, so I'm. Like I'm a private person. I don't just like tell everything, but like if it comes up in conversation, I'm probably going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> just like spilling that tea all over the place about spilling yourself. Spilling that tea, yep. <laughs> but, wow. Well, this has been a lovely episode and we will be back next week with a topic that has not been decided yet because we decided about two to three days ahead of time. We do, <laughs> but we will um, come back in full force. Oh, absolutely. absolutely! Like this is this podcast is not going anywhere. I can assure people of that. <laughs> All three of our listeners will be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we had like seven to ten for last for the last oh, episode. Probably, yeah. The Halloween special, hundred percent. Oh we yeah, like spooky spooky times are had. Spooky times, yes. <laughs> But uh, signing off, I am your host, Curtis Cooper. And I am your co-host, Delaney. And this has been Deconstructing. Stay stay mindful. Stay mindful, yes. I like that. And we'll see you next week. Bye.